Hello, everybody. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And today we're going to do something that uh, we tried to do last week and we kind of ran into some issues. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do a very <sighs> special live broadcast. Now, if you're listening to this on our um, podcast page at Podbean or Spotify or something, this will just sound like another regular episode, except maybe every now and again we stop and say, oh, we got a comment or mm -hmm. something. Uh, but for everybody who's going to be watching... Hello, welcome to the show. Good evening. And today we're we figured that we might as well go big with our live show and talk about a movie that really deserves an event of this occasion, <laughs> which is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, the '90s Super Mario Brothers movie. Is there another one? There might have been one, uh, a cartoon from the oh, '80s yeah, that was from the, Japan. Uh, yeah, that was a. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was as just as good. I, as, I hear it was insane. <laughs> and yeah, you know, maybe maybe we'll watch that next time. Yeah. Now, let, let's stop everything and let's watch that one instead and talk about it. No, actually, we're going to talk about this Mario Brothers movie. Um. So yeah, let's just let let's get started. Now, why don't you, as always, give us a a brief rundown of what this movie was about. So the movie opens in prehistoric Brooklyn, mm -hmm. uh, back when there are dinosaurs, and Dan Castaneda from... Uh, the Simpsons, home uh, from, himself. From, yeah, from Simpsons fame, uh, narrates the history of prehistoric Earth and how a meteor struck Brooklyn and uh, split the split the dimensions in twain. Mm -hmm. So... Two uh, universes. Yeah, and, and apparently... Uh, you know, it, it then it transitions into uh, day. It, you know, this uh, this lady who is dressed, you know, like she's coming from an '80s rave. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, leaving an egg at a doorstep, and it turns out to be a baby. There's a baby in the egg, and it's not just any doorstep. Yeah, it, it was a church. Yeah, and, and like you know, these are uh, these are very. Like uh, I, I guess accepting nuns, because uh, like I, if if I saw an egg ha uh, hatch a baby, I like I would have a severe crisis of faith. Yeah, uh, that 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 just that's something to really talk about. Yeah. too much in this movie. I feel that you could have had an entire section of this movie dedicated to how the nuns treated this egg baby. Like uh, yeah, after you know after the incident, there like one of the nuns was called uh, Sister Vermouth. <laughs> But, uh, so, uh, it cuts to, uh, quote-unquote, present day, mm -hmm. and, uh, John Leguizamo and, uh, Bob, Bob Hoskins, Hoskins are, are, are now plumbers in Brooklyn trying to, you know, get, get by. Basically make ends meet. Yeah. They're, they're probably not very good plumbers. No. Uh, you know, they're shitty, you know, they're shitty, uh, uh, car breaks down, and, uh, you know, meanwhile, uh, this the uh, this girl who looks a lot like the lady from the beginning of the movie uh, is going away, is uh, making a phone call, and John Leguizamo creeps on her, kind of kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah, he and that starts a whirlwind romance. This is this yeah. is Daisy. She's a princess, but she doesn't know it. She doesn't. Um, in fact, the only people who know it are Iggy and Spike and yeah. Koopa. Now, Iggy, Iggy and Spike are. Koopa's uh, henchmen. And also his cousins. Yeah, so... You Somehow. Know, there are a lot of families in this movie. Yeah. And they kidnap her and bring her back across this uh, this open dimensional rift, I guess. And they, uh, you know... That's just under, you know, uh, in a chasm under Brooklyn. And uh, 
So basically what they want her for, what Koopa wants her for, is she has a piece of the meteorite that destroyed all of life on Earth and all the dinosaurs. And uh, only she has the power to reunite this you know, piece of the meteorite with the big meteorite itself and merge the two worlds together. And he and, wants to do that for some reason. Yeah, and then they, you know, they chase after, and they chase after Daisy, uh, going to, uh, yeah, I, I guess for lack of, you know, lack of a better term, better term, uh, the Mushroom Kingdom in, in a mm. literal sense. Yep, it's fungus everywhere. Yeah, it, it, it's like it's, you know how, uh, you know those AIs that'll take in. Like you know, a bunch of different stories, like the one that took oh, yeah. in the Harry Potter series and spit out this nonsense. It's yeah. like, uh, it, it's like one of those took, uh, you know, took the Mario Brothers franchise and you know, kind of just spit out this this nonsense of a of a premise, Mush- like yeah. a literal fungus mushroom kingdom. And um, and that's basically it. The Mario's, you know, they go to the other side. They have, you know, they're, they're chasing her. Basically, yeah. it is literally the princess gets kidnapped and the Mario's have to rescue her. Yeah. And um, Koopa's, of course, played by uh, uh, Dennis Hopper. Uh, like, of course. Who, like, they had, like, he had to have been paid in royalties. <laughs> well, then he got paid nothing. <laughs> um, and then again, everyone, like, everyone I knew saw this movie. Yeah, I, well, here's the thing. Everyone I knew kind of saw it too, but I know it was a it was a bomb. It was a it was it? Yeah, it was a it was a box office bomb, and I think that's actually a good place to start talking about the um, the hype around this movie. When this movie first came out, uh, especially in the the months and weeks leading up to it, yeah. you know, it was really hyped up, and you know for good reason. Like this was the first attempt at um, a video game movie. And, you know, Nintendo was on top of the world then. Yeah. I guess, you know, they kind of still have a lot of power and sway right now. Yeah. Um, but they were, like, everybody loved Nintendo. Everybody did Nintendo mm-hmm. stuff. And so the fact that they were going to do a movie based off of, like, pretty much their most popular and noteworthy uh, series, oh, yeah. uh, a live-action, like, kind of almost dark and gritty, you know, Mario Brothers movie, it's like, wow, this is going to be just epic. This could be something that, that just shatters down the walls of entertainment and creates something truly unique. Mm-hmm. But, um, you see, because this is before people knew that video game movies were bad. Yeah. Uh, this kind of set the bar for video game movies. I, like, the closest that came to a video game movie beforehand was, uh, was Tron, which was a, you know, it wasn't any one video game, uh, but it was a... A, a man sucked into a video game world mm-hmm. with a, with video game rules, and you know what? Uh, looking back on Mario Brothers, is what it needed to be was about, I would say, five years younger. Like it needed to be. Uh, it's one of those movies that needed to be made in the coke fueled eighties. Like I actually think that um, this movie. Would have probably been a lot better if they, uh, I guess, kind of picked a lane um, because it was both kid-friendly, but yeah. they were also trying to do this, like, dystopian Blade Runner world. Yeah. And, yeah, that's not, uh... No, that, that, that doesn't work, you know? <laughs> like, you can't have a, a kid's Blade Runner, you know what I mean? Uh, y- y- yeah, I guess. Like, it's... <sighs> I, I think the the problem was is that they didn't really have the budget to go to the scale... Uh, that they wanted to. It looked like it was just one big set, 
Yeah, yeah the, the, the whole true. movie was pretty much one street, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, maybe a garbage dump. Now, this being said, I do want to point that out that when I was a kid, I watched this movie. We rented it. Yeah. In fact, I think there might even still be pictures of me that exist wearing like um, Mario Brothers pajamas or something <laughs> uh, with them on the the front, you know, with the their iconic. Uh, clothes and everything from the hey, movie. Like the movie or the the video the, game. The the, the movie. <laughs> hey, and here, like, because as a kid, I liked that movie. Okay. And as an adult, I still kind of like that movie. You know, it, it's it, not it, a bad movie. Well, okay. It, it has a shitty charm to it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of there's a lot I do enjoy about this movie. Yeah. Um, I know that the actors hated working on it, but you know who cares? <laughs> they, they, you know. <laughs> Like, it, it was, you know... The movie I, wasn't meant for them. Yeah, exactly. The movie was meant for us. And me, I liked that movie as a kid. I thought that Luigi was hilarious. I liked him so much that I was like, the next movie I saw him, you know, and I was like, oh, the pest. This is going to be good. <laughs> and from then and on, that, I just stopped trusting things. That, that is... I, I actually... As a kid, I actually liked the pest. I did, too. Um, but it was only because, uh, at the same time, I was reading, uh, we read The Most Dangerous Game. Yeah. Uh, which was, you know, a set of, like, a, a little bit of irony, like, I, I, because I was doing the same thing at the same time as we were reading, uh, The Most Dangerous Game, and I'm like, hey, this, this movie's just like that, but this guy's being an asshole. This guy, this guy's funny, and as I grow up and I watch clips of it, I was like... Man, he's not funny, is he? <laughs> no. I saw that. I saw the pest. We'll get back to Mario at some yeah. point. But I saw the pest on one of those free cable weekend things. You know, like where if you have cable, they'll give you like free uh, for like a weekend. They'll give you the free channel I, of uh, like the movie channels. I to... think I rented the pest. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But yeah. anyway, the Mario Brothers movie. Like I really, uh, you know, I thought it was a funny and like great movie. In fact, I had it on tape. Uh, I taped it off of like the uh, WB seventeen. You know, uh, I had a legitimate, you know, legitimate tape. Oh, you had the actual yeah, I VHS. Yeah, the actual tape, and I would pop it in every once in a while when, you know, I needed something to melt your mind. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the the actors and the characters in this movie because we talked already about Bob Hoskins, who is yeah. actually great as yeah, Mario. Bob Hoskins was really the highlight of that movie. Like he. This is exactly what I imagine a live-action Mario would be, you yeah. know. He's kind of gruff and rough and tumble, but, you know, he's... He, yeah. he did channel a little bit of the Mario from the Super Mario Super Show. And, oh, Captain uh, Lou Albano? Uh, no, the, the voice of the... Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And it, unless uh, Captain Lou Albano also did the voice for for I, Mario. I don't know. Maybe he did. I, uh, I didn't think of... Actually, I think... Th- yeah, I think they both did yeah. the voices because uh, Luigi was the same, uh, was also the voice of Luigi. Yeah, okay. So, oh, fuck you, Luigi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, he did channel uh, that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if it was intentional or just a coincidence. I, I think Bob Hoskins has like one voice that he always channels. <laughs> Angry. Yeah, he, he was channeling a little bit of Eddie Valiant there, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was he was a, he was a great pick for that. Yeah, and John Leguizamo was it was a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, I I don't hate it. I like John. I actually like John Leguizamo and other movies I've seen him in. Yeah, uh, nowadays because he's so much different than what he used to be. Like oh yeah, like uh his like John Wick. You know, just 
John Leguizamo just pops up and he's great in it. You know, he's very brief. Yeah. And, you know, he's but, awesome. But, but he is a good character in mm-hmm. that. And, uh... And, of course, Dennis Hopper. You know, I... Dennis... Dennis... Like, I, I remember as a kid being a little bit disappointed with Koopa. Like, I, I was hoping, uh, like, for a giant lizard person. Yeah, the only time you kind of see a lizardish uh Koopa is... Is when the puppet yeah. jumps out. Um... I... I do want to go back to Luigi a little bit and say there's one thing that might have fixed John Leguizamo as Luigi. They just okay. gave him a mustache. Yeah, I, I I would have accepted it. Like because these guys have big big old porno stashes and like you know <laughs> yeah, and they don't have it in uh, or Luigi doesn't have that. Yeah, you know, I, I I I guess I see why. Like Luigi isn't supposed to be, uh, at least in the movie, he's not supposed to be. Uh, literally Mario's brother. Like, he's supposed to be a, just, I, I, I guess some, you know, street urchin that, uh, Mario picked up and, you know, kept. Uh, is that how it goes? Because I know that Mario helped raise him, but, yeah. uh, his last name is still Luigi Mario. <laughs> well, I, I, like, he had to give him a name, I guess. <laughs> You're a Mario now, kid. You're gonna learn plumbing. I don't wanna learn plumbing. We're gonna learn it. Listen. You want to eat or not? Mm, well, I want to do plumbing. I want to dance. You're doing plumbing. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, a John a John Leguizamo, uh, Mario Brothers version of Footloose would be a spectacle to, to behold. <laughs> Just a steel town plumber on a Saturday night. That's uh, that, flash that's dance. Flash t- <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, All right. I, I lost track. All right. So um, there's like uh, there's one last person. Uh, I know we've talked about this m- many times before. Him being yeah. in this movie. In fact, I think we talked about this movie before on the podcast. Uh, we talked about the sequel yeah. uh, that we would have, so we can't go that route. But um, I do want to point out that Lance Henriksen pops in for like literally 30 seconds with one line. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, Lance Henriksen is is a treat in anything he's in, and uh, like I don't know, like how how do you think they they presented it to him? All right, so uh, Mr. Henriksen. You are a king banished from his kingdom, uh-huh. and you're... You know what? They probably lied to him. Like, you're a king banished from his kingdom. And you're and, trying to reclaim your throne. And uh, you finally do. You uh, you transform from this horrible beast uh, back to your natural form. To your natural form. Oh, like that, Mario 3, yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that's, yeah. A, that's what happens in Mario 3. Yeah, no, I... Like, I was imagining the executives are just like... Yeah, because he's a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember how the one turned into a plant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was my least favorite. Yeah. You know, the spider was cool. The, you know, the uh, the, the dog frog. was cool. The frog was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you know that uh, fungus might be considered a type of plant? That's not. There's, that's no. not true at all. Actually, mm-hmm. you're gonna be fungus. A big. They didn't tell me he was a big ball of fungus. <laughs> They just sat him down on the chair, have him do his one line. He's like, "All right, now, now, what do I do? Like, now you go home." <laughs> and uh, I imagine like they kept the uh, the air conditioner on high. So, oh, you look cold. Let me put this robe around you for this king scene. Uh, actually, I read that he um, 
Oh, there's, there's trivia on Lance Hendrickson scene? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, half the IMDb page is about Lance Hendrickson. No shit. He, no, it's only like no. one or two things. But he came in and it was his idea to cough up the fungus, you know. Oh, that's funny. And um, the, how he did it was he had a handful of Rice Krispies and he just kind of coughed them out, you huh. know. You know, and... You know, delivered his line, and he's probably you know because Lance Henderson is just a good sport. Yeah, and um, as far as I can tell, and so he was probably like, I don't care if this movie bombs or not. Uh, I just want to be a part of something magical. <laughs> you know, after spitting up all that yogurt when he was bishop, you would think he wouldn't want to do that anymore. Oh, uh, he, he he's a trooper. Yeah, no, he's like he's a professional. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've seen Lance Henderson in some very bad movies. Uh, well, one bad movie in particular. Which is a movie that's so bad that I kind of love it. At the uh, bio- antibody, antibody. Yeah. That is, he is he's he plays like a bomb disarmer. Uh, he's like a bomb expert, and yeah. there's a bomb inside a terrorist. So uh, he goes all inner space on it, and mm-hmm. he shrinks down and goes into this uh, thing with his crew, and he's got to go through you know the human body. And I actually like movies about people getting shrunken down, especially movies about people getting shrunken down and going into human bodies. Like there's not a lot of them. There's like <laughs> Fantastic Voyage and uh, Inner Space, and that's about it. And um. So I was like, yeah, I'm on board with Lance Henriksen yeah. going through a human body to disarm a bomb. And he did deliver a quote, which is, equal shades, absolutely <laughs> stupid, but somehow kind of badass. Yeah. Um, he had, they have like, the bomb's about to, like, explode, and he's got, like, 20 minutes left till the bomb explodes. And, uh, because it's a very short, yeah, there's, like, a time limit <laughs> on this bomb. It's gonna explode anyway. And, um... They were like, you have 20 minutes, you think you can disarm this bomb? It's towards the end. You think you can disarm this bomb in 20 minutes? He's like, in 20 minutes, I could have disarmed the Big Bang. <laughs> and it's like, I kind of like it. It's so stupid that I loved it. It, it is a badass line. <laughs> it's, you know, a badass line with the emphasis on bad. <laughs> but I, I, I just love it. I think it's, yeah. it, and I want to believe that Lance Henriksen insisted upon that line. Like, he probably had something generic in there. Like, uh, you think you can disarm this bomb in 20 minutes? Just show me the bomb and I'll disarm it. And he's like, guys, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, guys, no. This is a, this is terrible. I, how about this? How about in 20 minutes, uh, I could have disarmed, I don't know, something big. Uh, the Tungusta explosion. <laughs> eh, that, <laughs> shut up. That, that, that's too niche. Not a lot of people will get that. Uh, Alright, uh, in 20 minutes, I, I could have disarmed a firecracker. That's not big enough. That's not big enough, Lance. The Big Bang. We like the original line, but no, I'm doing the Big Bang line. Tunguska explosion. <laughs> He's really into his uh, niche uh, early 1900s Soviet era uh, fringe events. You know, uh, yeah, I guess they don't really—they didn't really know what, uh, what occurred. They I, think it was a meteor, but they can't prove it. Yeah, I, th- I think they said that it's most likely like an, a meteor that kind of exploded in the air or something. Yeah. Um, which is funny because if that happened in like 1982, uh, we wouldn't be here to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. They would have just been like a meteor, ho ho ho, no, and then you know, and then you know, and then 99 then Luft balloons. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I I read about that when I was uh, when I was very young in this like book of like unsolved mysteries. It was like an unsolved mysteries kid book, not affiliated with the real unsolved mysteries. Yeah, it was just like what happened to Amelia Earhart. We don't know, and it was like a <laughs> it was like a Hieronymus Bosch painting kind of thing where there was just a bunch with of Amelia Earhart. Well, no, it was just like you know you had to look through kind of like a Where's Waldo thing where there's oh, just okay. always a bunch of stuff hidden in it. Isn't that the guy who? Uh, paint and stuff like that with yeah that was okay. Hieronymus Bosch okay good um, so yeah there you know it was kind of one of those things where you had to like look around and you know and and some of these things just fascinated me like they had Easter Island heads yeah and they had um, the Tunguska the the explosion oh man I got the hiccups and uh, I think that uh, there was a few other ones I forget remember all I of them. I, uh, I learned of the T- Tunguska blast uh, from Ghostbusters. Oh, like it, it's actually the the final line Ray disco- uh, I think says, uh, <laughs> "I love this town," and it's on Goshka Blast. <laughs> oh, like I think uh, <laughs> you haven't been a, a part of this uh, fourfold cross rip uh, since the Tunguska oh, Blast okay. in 1909. Okay, and uh, like I, I like first uh, like when I was a kid, I'm like, "What the hell is a fourfold cross rip?" <laughs> and and uh, so I looked up the Tunguska Blast, you know, thinking like. It's some kind of uh, you know some kind of weird event that that people can't explain, but no, it's just a dumb explosion. Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of cool, but yeah, it hurt it, a lot of trees. <laughs> those trees lost their lives too, Britain. <laughs> Think of those trees' lives that were lost, and then some, and some like uh, old ladies and babushkas ga- gathering sticks that day also got hurt. Yeah, but the trees are really sad. Actually, I imagine that the uh, the trees that got killed, like, they just kind of, when they got blasted, they just flew into the air and they just landed as planks of wood, like, all ready to go and everything. <laughs> like, there's a sign from, like, a lumberyard sign. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Popeye fight. Yeah. <laughs> Only, you know, the trees are the victims and not, you know, Bluto. <laughs> so, uh, so... One thing I do kind of want to mention in the, uh, going all the way back to the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Um, is I was, uh, as a kid, I did like this movie and I really, it, it marketed itself kind of as a special effects, like, extravaganza. Like, a movie that was, uh, like, cutting edge, you know. I, Uh, I guess. It did have a lot of, uh... Uh, CGI. Yeah, I th- well, here's the thing. I think they lied to us. I think they were just <laughs> selling us, uh, selling us a bridge or something. But um, like, really, uh, I, there were parts that when I was a kid, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like, um, like for some reason, and I don't know why, uh, when Mario or uh, when Daisy comes out of the the half rock, half you know, uh, teleport or whatever, like yeah. in the beginning, like I remember thinking like. Oh wow, cool! Look, she's not even there, but half of her is, you know. And then when like um, Koopa like disappeared and reappeared, you know, from the dinosaur world to yeah, the, I was like, I remember thinking that this was like this was something special. Like this is gonna set the bar <laughs> for for special <laughs> effects for years to come, you know. Even though like Terminator Two had already been out at this point, I, I think Terminator Two was like maybe two or three years old by then. Yeah, and I think the next week. Uh, Jurassic Park came out <laughs> and just pretty much uh, blew it out of the water. Yeah, it was like, you know, 
I wonder what would have happened if Jurassic Park didn't come out. What if what if the Mario Brothers movie really did set the the bar for CGI for years to come? Oh my god, can you imagine? Like everything would look like reboot. <laughs> like it, like the Mario Brothers movie did like it didn't really could you say it was impressive? Like to me it was like one it was a step or two above Lawnmower Man. Oof. Oh. Oh, is that too mean? Man, that, that's like, you know, I'd like this movie, man. Just stop yeah. it. <laughs> uh, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. Now, that movie had really bad CGI. Oh, I dropped my phone. And, uh... There was one moment in Lawnmower Man that they were very proud of. We're going to be talking about Lawnmower Man now. Yeah, that, that, you know, you can't invoke Lawnmower Man without talking about Lawnmower Now, man. they were proud of this one scene in Lawnmower Man with, uh... Like, the lawnmower going over the guy's brain. Do you remember that? No. Alright, so it was like a computer... Uh, simulation kind of thing, or it was like a computer world kind of thing. It wasn't a simulation, but it was a, like, in his simulated mind, like, he killed a guy, and you saw, like, this big, round, like, almost cartoonish brain, and, like, a lawnmower going over it, and they not only showed uh, that clip during the movie, but in uh, Lawnmower Man 2, I think they showed it, like, two or three oh times. My God. Because I guess they were just proud of this, you know, it was terrible. I gotta tell you, it was one of the worst special effects I've ever seen in my life. Actually, now that I think about it, that movie also had a, a, I guess, a somewhat impressive cast. Uh, let's see, it had Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, it had James Bond in it. Uh, it had... And the guy from, uh, Dumb and Dumber is Jeff Daniels, right? No. That wasn't Jeff no, Daniels? No, that wasn't Jeff Daniels. It oh. was, a. Uh, uh, it was nobody. Okay, so... He, he was, he was, well, he was the pilot from Lost. That's the only other thing I know him from. <laughs> that, that's actually kind of funny. That, that that's funny. That uh, th did you watch Lost and recognize him? Like, hey, it's the yeah, Lawnmower Man. I, I did. I'm like, oh, there he is. We found him. Well, I, I, I guess the experiments weren't all waste. You know, he's, <laughs> he's at least fly, you know flying a jetliner. That take that's got to take some smarts. Yeah, like he's not you know. He's graduated. He, like, uh, you know, I think a uh, a passenger jet uh, liner is you know a few steps above a lawnmower. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, he wasn't very good at it because he crashed. That wasn't his fault. Mm. If uh, I, I don't remember, actually, I don't remember. Either. I don't remember what like smoke. It was a smoke monster. It was a smoke fault. monster. Like smoke monster threw a polar bear at the at the jet. And went into like, the engine. And so like, <laughs> they got caught in the turbine. Mm-hmm. And that's why the other polar bear was like looking for. I don't, I don't know. I've seen four episodes of, or eight episodes of Lost, so I I'm just making up the story as I go along. But in my head, I imagine that um, there's a mad polar bear on the loose. Yeah. Um, there's a smoke monster, which is a monster made of smoke. Um, all the castaways they they fight the smoke monster, and uh, the polar bear I imagine is a recurring character. Uh, he's he's there for most of it. He, he's their cigarette smoking man from the X Files. Yeah, you know, every now and again he shows up with information. You don't know if yeah. he's, you don't know if the the polar bear is a real bad guy, or just uh, looking for a trout. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a there's a hatch. I, I know there's Richard there's Hatch. A hatch. Um, <laughs> Private Eye. That would be 
awesome. <laughs> like, if the guy from Survivor... Because that makes sense. Richard Hatch, he was the first winner of Survivor. Um, if he was on oh. this island, and oh, he's I, now... I thought you just pulled the name Richard Hatch out. No, nope, but uh, Richard Hatch Private Eye would be one of the... I would watch a show like that. Because it's got to be Richard Hatch from Survivor, because he was, he was great. Um... And I imagine he's still on this island, lost, you know, he's okay. stuck on this island, because he's good at it. He's survived on an island before. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's been there for so long that he starts, uh, he, he opens up his own little detective business, where he's solving crimes on the island, and now the, the castaways show up, and now he's got some real cases to solve. Like, he, you know, for, for a while, like, he was just solving, a. You know, banana-based crimes for for the monkeys on the island. Well, I imagine that uh, his Moriarty is the polar bear. Like the polar, <laughs> the polar bear keeps on pulling some pulling some some wicked shit, and uh, you know he's always like, ah, one day I'm gonna get the evidence. He's like the the polar bear is like the kingpin. Yeah. From Spider-Man, like they're just looking for the evidence to pin on him. But you know, really, the polar bear's got a lot of power and connections. It, but who? Who's he gonna report him to? Is there like a grand high baboon that, uh, that, uh, you know, that could imprison the polar bear? The others. Ah. Actually, let's erase the others from this, because I don't know what yeah. they are. I don't know uh, what those are. Yeah. I <laughs> um, so yeah, I imagine that, uh, hmm. I don't, again, I don't know what lives on this island, but if polar bears can live on it, I imagine the, the smoke monster. The smoke monster is like the cops. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It, I guess he would report to the smoke monster. And... And, uh... Yeah, the smoke monster would, uh, make its clanking metal sounds and, uh, take the polar bear away. The cigarette-smoking monster. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> we already did that joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the cigarette-smoking bear. <laughs> but, um, alright, so the smoke monster is trying to... You know what? Now I'm thinking of a better way. Okay. It, it's kind of like, uh... There's kind of like a, a turf dispute, you know. The uh, the they have a they have kind of a, a an understanding. The the smoke monster and the polar bear, like they basically, you stay on your half of the island. I'll yeah. stay on my half of the island. Um, but Richard Hatch, excuse me, Richard Hatch, Private Eye, um, he you know he kind of wants at least one of these to fall. It doesn't matter who. Uh, but he's actually, it does to him, he's leaning more towards a smoke monster. Smoke monster has a, uh, he thinks a better plan for the, for the <laughs> island. Like, the polar bear just has a trout initiative, and then that's it. Uh, it, it, like, all the infrastructure of the island would fall, uh, yeah. you know, under the, under the polar bear. Like, the, the smoke monster may be kind of, uh, maybe kind of a brute, you know, with his mm -hmm. killing policies and everything. But um, the polar bear really just represents anarchy, and that would make the <laughs> that would make the the island just crumble immediately. Like the the smoke monster would be totalitarian, but there would at least be order. Yeah, and uh, and like so, he is trying to find some way to make the smoke monster win this war. But you know, like they're not going to break this treaty over nothing. He's got to yeah. find like concrete evidence, and the polar bear. Um, the polar bear is, uh, he's sneaky, you know, he's, he's very efficient, he's very, uh, he's very clever. Mm -hmm. He, he really is a Moriarty of crime, of, uh, island polar bear crimes. So, so, I wonder what would he do, like, frame the polar bear, showing him putting smoke detectors on the trees? <laughs> I don't think he wants to frame it, I think, you know, he wants to, he wants the, this polar bear to go down, you know, justly, but he knows that the polar bear is... 
you know, breaching into this area and doing stuff he's not supposed to do. You know, he's, uh, like, he's embezzling, uh, uh, clamshells or something, <laughs> I don't know. What is he, the Flint- was he Fred Flintstone? <laughs> yeah. Hey, the guy from, uh, the guy from, uh, uh, what was it, uh, oh, shit. Viva Rock Vegas? Oh, no, it was, uh, the guy from Dune. Uh, oh. Embe- is, uh, frames him for embezzling? No, 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 he, uh... <laughs> no, I... Oh, okay, maybe he's not stealing clamshells. I just know that the polar bear is, uh, you know, he's he's breaching a treaty, but, uh, like, unless he gets concrete evidence, the smoke monster's not gonna go to war. Barney! I didn't do it, Barney! Fred, you're breaking my heart, Fred. Fred, they got, they got video of you. That's not me, it's been doctored, Bon! Who, who else could it be, Fred? There's only two of us on this island, Fred. Ah, Barney, Barney, Barney. I wish you didn't see that tape, Barney. Barney, you know me, we was in the war together. Sorry, Fred, when I look at you, I don't know what I see anymore. I just see trash. Your country will fall. Your country will fall, Barney. And then he gets taken away. Yeah. Because I guess he did it. <laughs> He's no longer being framed. No. Yeah, it was, uh... Yeah, he, he he was a I guess a Soviet plant or <laughs> a what, what, what's a Flintstones equivalent of the Soviet Union? Uh, the the USS Rock, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, USS yeah, Rock. Yeah, rock. Yeah, Everything is a rock yeah. pun. Like even their name. Their name is two rock puns. Anyway. That's neither here nor two, there. Two rock Shapur. Nothing? No. Really? That, that's good. That's fine. I like it. <laughs> yeah, actually, I like it. I. Yeah, it's alright. So, anyway. Um, let's go back to the Mario Brothers movie. Uh, I feel that we kind of lost, uh, yeah. lost our head there. Um, so, it is kind of... Uh, it is kind of, like, interesting to think of the movie as really a time capsule of, like, how to do... Or not even a time capsule. It, it's it's a case study of how to do a movie wrong, really. How to take an established franchise and do everything the wrong way. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. And the, the problem being is that at that time, I, like, what was it, 1993? Yeah. Like, it was... Like, there wasn't really much to go on. There, Like, the Mario Brothers didn't really have much of a of a story at the time. Like, I, I know the, you know, the other Mario, uh, games, you know, since had, like, a lot more connecting them in, in terms of story, but... Not really. Like, you jump into paintings and you get stars, I mean... Yeah. There, there, there's been a lot more games since, like, 1996. <laughs> oh, you dress up as a furry and you get stars. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, they did have... The only thing they did right, you know, the lore that they did get right was, like, Yoshi. Yeah, Yoshi was probably the uh, the best attempt to to bring a, a character from the the game into the real world. Like the Goombas didn't make any sense. Yeah, um, uh, they were just they're just linebackers with tiny yeah, heads. Yeah, Toad uh, was wrong. Yeah, because Toad, you know, Toad was like a little mushroom guy. Yeah. He wasn't a Goomba. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he, well, he wasn't a musician who t- was turned into a Goomba. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't that. Um, they didn't even get like, all right, yeah, there was a Princess Daisy in the games, sure, yeah. 
But uh, the Babam was good. The Babam was great, you know. Even with the Reebok sneakers, the Babam was still fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like they they kind of did like even like all right, what do you know about Koopa? He's a turtle dragon. Did you say a T-Rex? No. no, no, that's not what I said. Cause he's a T-Rex. The Lizard King, yeah. Yeah, get it? No. No, I don't. Well, oh. that's what he is now. Alright, now what do we have, uh, Big Bertha? Ah, she's a giant fish. Did you say a bouncer at a club? No, no, that's not what I said <laughs> at all! Uh, the... Yeah, I, I guess? Yeah, if it's Yoshi, it's like, the latest game would have been Super Super Super, Super, Mario, Super World. Mario World. Yeah, they had to have had World out now. And, cause Yoshi's in it. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I... You know, dinosaurs were... were, were I, I guess there were a minor theme in the... in the game. Yeah, maybe. Like, there was a, uh... I guess a dinosaur island. Yeah. And... Like, maybe if the... Like, there should have been one scene in the movie where they got the lore 100% right, where they're trying to escape and Mario is riding on Yoshi, and yeah. he jumps and he, you know, just leaves it to die. Like, he jumps down, you know, he jumps over a cliff with him and just kind of double jumps because of it. Like, here, here's what I don't get, like, if you're going to, you know, why go the Goomba route at all when you have the Koopa Troopas? Yeah. Like, you know, all you have to do is just make these turtle people. And uh, you can keep their dumb, tiny heads, mm -hmm. and uh, and there you go. And even have them with the uh, dumb linebacker shoulders. Yeah, honestly, and I'll be honest with you, like, uh, actually, yeah, you could have just made them just called, made the same lizard yeah. turtle, you know, the same like Goomba type body, like make exact, change nothing but their names. Yeah, and call them the Koopa Troopers because now it's his army, it's his troops. Yeah, it, it would have made more sense than the Goombas, which. I, they weren't. A, they looked nothing like the Goombas. Yeah, you know, uh, big head and small and tiny body. Ah, how about the opposite of that? Well, so I remember the first time I I showed this movie to my nephew Dominic. Yeah. Um, like he was like six or seven years old at the time, and I think it was like free on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> and so we were watching a little bit. Like, oh, I like this movie as a kid. It's dumb, but I like this movie as a kid. Yeah. And he, you know, he watched the first, you know, 20 minutes and everything. We got to it, and he's like, "What? What's that, Uncle Mark?" I'm like, oh, that, that's a Goombas. The, the Goombas, you know, those, those little <laughs> things you jump on and squish. He's like, "That's stupid." <laughs> I'm like, listen, kid, why don't you shut up, all right? You Just make shut a, up, kid. Yeah. You make a better one. Which, I guess, brings me to uh, the last topic of conversation we can have around this, which is what we always bring up when we watch bad movies. Mm. How would you make the Mario Brother movie work? Uh, that's, you know, with the, hmm, because, that's you know, tough. Because, don't forget, you have to keep, you know, like, in order to, for it to work, you have to please, like, the fans of the game. Yeah. Like, if you just do, uh, like, you could put Citizen Kane on and just rename everybody Mario and Koopa and everything like that, but that's not, you know, it doesn't really capture the essence. It could be a good movie, but it's not going to capture the essence of the game and people won't like it. I'm Charles Foster Koopa. <laughs> I, would, I, I, would, I would watch that, actually. What's his rosebud? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, that's, would, a good, yeah, that's a good question. Pe Peach would be more of his rosebud. <laughs> Peach bud. <laughs> Airbud. <laughs> that's his. 
His final word. <laughs> really confused everybody. Airbud. Air what was that? That was Airbud. I mean the dog. They, they they bring the dog in. You know, it looks his face. Dog starts chewing on him because he's dead. <laughs> and like, All right, I, I don't think this is the right Airbud. I'm All just right. telling you guys. Right. You name me another Airbud. Maybe maybe he meant like some sort of like head buds that you go near your ear. Maybe no, ear literally, buds. literally Airbud. I know. I'm just uh, listen, man. I'm just spitballing ideas here because it can't be the dog. I, it can't. I, I I'm it just. It can't not be the dog. Listen, I under I understand where you're coming from. That he said the word Airbud. Yeah. And the only Airbud that is around is just fucking dog. Yeah. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't see how it could be the dog. Maybe you just maybe you just liked Airbud the Airbud series. Let's see. Maybe they go start going through his stuff. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't see a single Airbud on the shelves. Like, look, he's got he's got angels in the outfield, but that's not Airbud. Uh, it was pretty close though. It, it's, it is it's, it, Okay, go on. It's a sports- sports-based. Okay, yeah, but, you know, it, so is eight men out. You know, but that, you know, it doesn't mean he means Airbud. Uh, it, it could, because he literally said Airbud. Listen, I know, I know, I'm just saying maybe we- We have to expand our minds here about what Airbud actually means. I, I don't think we do. I, I- I would ask him, but he's dead. Alright, let's- There's gotta be a clue here. So Airbud or- Airbud? Well, no, 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 Charles Fo Charles Foster Cooper, like he's, <laughs> he, he's 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 dead. Like, look, oh, they start smacking him around. Look, yeah, he's dead. He's not he's not <laughs> answering any more questions. And then uh, they bring in uh, Doctor Walter Bishop to like do the like ah the brain is still alive for a few minutes. We might be able to interrogate it. And briefly. they're just going through his effects, and they throw away a sled that says Airbud on it. <laughs> I like to think that, uh, in his old age, he was just senile. <laughs> and, like, he just, you know, he, he, I, like he it, In the throes of death, it just, random synapses in his brain were firing, and he just uttered Airbud. Actually, I like, think- Like, that was the last conscious neural, neural <laughs> connection he had. I think what happens is, um, when they go through, uh, all this information, like, they, like, they dig deep, but they no one ever finds it, but, you know, the, it does show the audience that, um, he was actually the director of Airbud, but nobody knew. He changed his name for it, you know. Airbud's an Alan Smithy film, I'm sure. Um, so they never knew it. he was the director of Airbud, and he st he still carried that carried that 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 torture with him. Or, or maybe he was uh, the writer of the novelization of Airbud. That's <laughs> him typing on a typewriter. Ain't nothing in the rule book. Says the dog can't play basketball. I'm pretty sure there's something <laughs> in the rule book that specifies it. You keep writing. Basketball. Call me Airbud. <laughs> Airbud joins the, uh, you know, Captain Ahab. Find just. It was the best of games. It was the worst of games. I I kind of want to I kind of want to know what Airbud on the uh, on the P quad uh, <laughs> would be like because obviously Captain Ahab like he can't be hunting a giant whale now, you know maybe he's hunting something big like a like they're all dogs they're all dog cast. Okay, so they're all dogs in uh. It's Wishbone now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So they're all dogs, uh, you know, in Moby Dick, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I guess, uh, Ahab is trying to catch the big, you know, the great white bone. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, 
excuse me. And, uh, I, I guess Airbud would be Ishmael. Yeah, yeah. Call uh, me Airbud, yeah. And, and uh, uh, now what type of dog do you see as, as Airbud? Oh, I guess he's a golden he's retriever. He's a golden retriever. That's easy. What else would he be? Uh, now, what about Captain Ahab? Captain Ahab is a, uh, gruff-looking bulldog. Okay. And he's got, does he have, like, a peg, uh, paw? Or... <laughs> <laughs> he, he, oh... Yeah, he's on those like uh, you know, those those wheels that they put some of those dogs on. <laughs> that's <is> horrible. <laughs> okay, I can buy that. And uh, and is that too much? No, no, no. I, I like it actually because yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't like it, but it, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Queequay would be. He's the only human. Yeah, <laughs> he's still Queequeg. You can't, you can't, like, you can't change Queequeg. And, uh... Oh, yeah, every, every once in a while he just realizes that he's on a ship full of dogs. And he's, you know, just like... <sighs> I imagine, I imagine he, he kind of, it, it dawns on him, like, every morning at chow time when he's got to fill up their bowls with, like, the giant bag of dog food. <laughs> like, he gets a bowl full of kibble. Yeah, exactly, just... It's <sighs> like, and he's eating, and he's like... And he looks over, and they're both going to town at it, because yeah. that's how dogs eat, like, like, uh, yeah. like, very loud and obnoxious. And he's just, uh, I imagine he's eating his kibble with a spoon, you know, because he still has, uh, you know, he still has, like, that, that, that spark of humanity. Yeah. And I, I imagine as he's looking around uh, at the other dogs eating the kibble, like, some other dog, wa you know, runs up and eats his, <laughs> as yeah, dogs are wont to do. And he has to push away. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Get out of here. Because I imagine uh, Air Bud's on the left side of him, like, just going to town. Yeah. And Captain Ahab's on the right side of him, also going to town, like, noisily. And he's like, you know, they're they're both eating on the floor, and he's at the table. Yeah. No, they're all on the table. And he's on the floor. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, you know what? When I get, when I get back to port, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving this whole... <laughs> Uh, this was the worst contract I've ever signed. Like, I have, I need to manage my money better. <laughs> he gets paid only in kibble. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this just isn't going to last me. I can't pay my house <laughs> with kibble. And, and milk bones. <laughs> and it's like, that's the thing. It's like, now, does Captain Ahab speak, like, English? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, they're dogs, but they still talk normally. Yeah, they, they're they dogs that can talk. Okay. Like, uh, unlike Airbud. Yeah, Airbud can't talk. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, Airbud can talk, but unlike the movie Airbud. Oh, okay, I get you. All right, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's, I think that's a fair way to do that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, a Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, a, a silly movie that's... Uh, not aged well, but aged enough. It's like a, a aged like a fine wine, but it's still cheap wine. <laughs> I think that it's um, I think that it has its reputation is worse than the movie itself. Like, give it a watch, and you'll you'll realize how stupid it is. But at the same time, you'll kind of be like, all right, this is stupid, but it's not that bad. There's no yeah. point in the movie where you're bored. And that's actually head and shoulders above a lot of movies we've seen. Mm -hmm. So take that for what it is. Um, and I do, I will recommend it just to see 
like for yourself how crazy this movie is. Yeah, witness the train wreck. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so this has been our special live broadcast. Um, if you like this, once again, you can uh, find us at uh, Podbean at Now Dig on This or on Spotify at Now Dig on This or you know wherever you have your yeah. listen to podcasts at Now Dig on This and. If you have something to say, <laughs> say it to our faces. <laughs> I just comment on one of our uh, pieces of work. Yeah, you cowards. Yeah, come on. Anyway, yeah, let's go uh, before they find us. All right, guys, uh, take it easy now. A toodaloo. That ought to hold a little less OPs.